Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day five, our last day, unfortunately, with Pastor Dale Colbertson, the founding pastor of Hope City Church. And Pastor, it's been such a blessing just being with you today. Well, thank you. It's been a blessing for me to, to express my faith and to share it with somebody who is excited about God. It's so fun to talk about Jesus. There's Amen. no no better topic than that. So, well, Pastor, I'm going to kick it over to you for the, the last day here in this series. Well, I hope to get you back again soon. All right. Well, I was asked to give it a little testimony about an experience I had with COVID. I'm 72 years old. I, was 70, I just turned 72, but I was 71 years old. It was just last December. I got sick. I just felt just kind of wore out and just kind of drained. And I fought it and fought it and fought it. And, for, and that was unusual for me to have to fight something that long. And I got really weak. My wife was really weak. She was having the same similar experience. And uh, finally, a nurse from our church said she was going to come by and see how I was doing because she knew that I was still fighting this. And so when she came by, she said, you're going to the hospital. She said, you're gray and you need help. And I said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to the hospital. Family and friends insisted. When I got there, they told me that if I'd gotten there two hours later, I probably would have died. My blood ox was way, way down. It was a tough experience for me. I felt very humbled because I'd always preached on healing and seen God do great healings in my own life. And I was wondering why I was going on with this right here. But all I know is, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff to guide. Now, my point that I, I wanted to get across was that for the next 30 days of my life, I was absolutely fighting for my life. The day that I was to be released, or the day before I was to be released from the uh, rehab place after I'd gotten healthy enough, my blood pressure dropped down to 69 over 37. That's not going to make it. And I had to fight for my life then. I will tell you that the adversary comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal the word. He wants to kill your faith. He wants to destroy what plans that God had for you make you think that way. And I had to contend with my own feelings of now I'm 71. What kind of life can I live? What kind of life when I preach about uh, who would want me? Because I kept seeing myself in a weakened condition. But then there's the Spirit of God just kept reminding me with the strong spirit of a man, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain and suffering. That's out of the book of Proverbs. I think it's 1814. Mm -hmm. My point being is that I had to get back into in touch with my spirit man. I had for a month been fighting with my flesh and blood, my body, mm. and I had allowed that to become my dominant thinking, and I had to readjust my thinking. Wow. And when I readjusted my thinking to get back over into the spirit man, I began to amend pretty quickly. Wow. And today, I'm. it's been, you know, eight months since all this, or seven months since I was released. I'm back doing everything that I want to do. Praise Everything God. I want to do. Praise I'm back preaching the word. I'm back traveling. I'm doing the things that I believe that God wants me to do. And even though it was a battle, the battle was not the important thing. The battle, uh, the important thing was being able to see that I'm going through something, not this is the end of something. Come on. 
And the problem that we have with most people is the moment they're in some kind of a tragedy or some kind of conflict or a health issue, as it was with me, that they get so wrapped up in that health issue, they forget that there is a God who says, I'll be with you to the end of the age. And he is never going to leave us nor forsake us or turn his back on us. I think I learned that lesson quickly while I was in the hospital. I will tell you that the people there were amazing. And I'll tell you why they were amazing. They would come into my room and I didn't know it, but I'd be praying in tongues. Even in my semi-conscious state is the only word I can use. I don't know if I was asleep, don't know if I was awake, but I'd hear myself praying in tongues and I'd kind of snap to and they'd say, Mr. Culbertson, what, what were you saying? And I said, oh, I was just praying. And then other times they came in and I was uh, mouthing the words uh, to a song, your, your breath is in my lungs. Praise it's your God. breath in my lungs. I would do these things. I did this. It was my spirit man. Even though my conscious man was thinking about my body, my spirit man, my real me was trying to remind me of who I was and who was there working in me. I think it's one of the greatest things. I still remember one time he said, I don't know what you're saying, but you're saying it with conviction. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you you are determined. You said, with a long life, you'll satisfy me. Come on. And I began to remind myself over and over again as the weeks progressed that I'm coming through this thing. This thing's not taking me down. I'm not going to be a, a shadow of what I was. I will have my strength renewed, my my eye not dim. I will be everything that God intended for me to be. Wow. And then you had to give it a pretty low chance of survival, I think you'd set offline. Well, there, was, there were three times they said I was near death. And the first one was when they brought me in. They said I had two hours to live. But if they wouldn't have got me in there and got me on some oxygen and got my ox, uh, blood ox back 60-some percent, I think you said. Yes, yeah, 67%, I think. And they said it's got to be in the 80s for you to really live. And in 90s is what they shoot yep, for. Yep. And uh, mine got way down there. I mean, way, way down there. And they couldn't believe that I was even living. And they had me on pure oxygen in the, uh, in the ambulance as they were bringing me there. Now, I will tell you, that's, uh, uh, and it was still that low. So I don't know how low it was beforehand. Before that, yes, sir. But all I know is that, uh, uh, you know, I was able to stay alive. Twice, two other times, they they said uh, they called my family in and said you got to get your family in. And he said, well, our one of our da- our daughter is in college at Fort Wayne, and uh, they said get her home if she wants to say goodbye to her dad. Get her home. So my point being is that these were two times that this was that desperate of a situation, and then I like to say the two biggest words in all the Bible, but God. When he came in there, but God saw that we needed a Savior. But God saw that we needed a healer. But God saw that we needed a comforter. But God saw that we needed a guide and provided them all. And he did that for me. And if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. The greatest thing to understand is that God's not a respecter of people, but he is a respecter of faith. If If you'll use the faith that we talked about earlier this week and start using what God's given you and do it through hearing the word, Keep reminding yourself, you've got to hear the word, yes. not having heard the word, but hearing the word yes. and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. You're going to come through things that other people have said were impossible. Yes. 
Pastor, if there's anybody out there listening today that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, maybe you could just lead them to a personal relationship with Jesus, please. I'd be glad to. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray, I thank you that there are those that are in agreement with me, even as I pray. Father, that they call upon the name of Jesus. The promises that we can call on that name and will not be forsaken or ashamed. So, Father, I thank you that right now there are people who are saying, I need Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And, Father, I thank you that as I pray this, that their hearts are being tenderized by your Spirit, that they're becoming more aware of who they are and who they can be in Christ. Father, that you're not looking for them to be perfect before they come. You want to be able to take them just as they are and bring them to where you would have them to be. I thank you, Father, that you are one who does not discount anyone's life, but you are the one who anoints them from on high and blesses them with long life and the loving kindness that you only can provide. I thank you, Father, that today as they confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that they shall be saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Pastor, those that gave their heart to the Lord that will want to contact you, how would they do so, please? 812-457-8587. Praise God. You can contact our ministry at 812-449-8147 or at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com. Well, Pastor, it's been such an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share the good news. Amen. Well, folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.